Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today, I am thrilled, honored, and ecstatic to have with us Ruth Riley Hunter from the Miami Heat Senior Director of Team Development. Ruth, a heartfelt welcome. Thank you, George. So good to be with you. You know, Ruth, uh, you know, we've known each other now for, for many years. And what strikes me about you is your consistency, your consistency in your leadership, your consistency in wanting to change the world, and your consistency in just always driving that high performance. And now, as Senior Director of Team Development at The Heat, you're doing that at a level that is so incredible. You've always been at that level. I mean, from the time you won the Golden Athens, which is near and dear to my heart as a Greek American, but all the way through and even before that, obviously, um, you have been just a leader, the definition of leadership. I'd love if you could, Ruth, for the millions of folks that will watch this interview on IdeaGen TV globally, if you could kindly introduce yourself to our audience and describe to them what it is that you do with the Miami Heat. I am a former WNBA player, so I was blessed to play for 13 years in the WNBA and, like you said, um, won an Olympic medal in 2004, two titles in the WNBA and a title at college at Notre Dame. And uh, I knew I wanted to stay in basketball when I was done playing, and so this has been a great opportunity to stay connected to the game with the Miami Heat, the organization that originally drafted me in 2001 when they had the WNBA team, the Miami Soul. And my job as the Senior Director of Team Development is to wear a few different hats, primarily to focus on uh, everything we do for our guys off the court, which we call player programs, and then also work as a resource and a sounding board for our basketball analytics department. And I've really enjoyed the opportunity to work in those two very different spaces. And then uh, outside of that, um, learning from our GM, Andy Ellisberg, and and uh, just understanding or starting to understand the nuances of the CBA and the salary cap. Well, that sounds like a lot. And, and only you are, are, are in a position, having done all that you've done to really drive that innovation and that impact. And so, Ruth, how has your experience as a former player, a very successful former player and general manager morphed you really driven you into this continual improvement, this continual high performance leadership. What I found early on as a player is that as a, as a leader, it looks different with every team that you're trying to lead. And you, you're not gonna have one recipe that's going to fit uh, every scenario and circumstance. And so I've been blessed to, to be able to lead in a lot of different ways. And as a general manager in the WBA after I was done playing and, and got my master's back at Notre Dame, those two years were, were very humbling. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people um, look to leaders and think, you know, they want to be in that position of, of being the decision maker, but they don't understand uh, how difficult that position can be, how humbling it can be, and honestly, how lonely it can be when you're the only one at the top making all those decisions. And so I think my time as a general manager taught me all those things. And unfortunately, um, I, I had experience as a player leading different teams that I could rely upon, but you also have to be willing to learn a new skill set for what 
um, the immediate situation is requiring of you by which you're leading. And so that's where I find myself now here with the heat, just figuring out how I can use all my experience coming up to this point to really serve our guys, our organizations, and to add value wherever I can. And that's something that I've always seen in you, Ruth, as your friend and colleague along the way from a global ambassador of the UN helping to bring folks together with sport and leading across the planet to change the world. It's interesting. I just want to put a footnote on this, that leading is also sometimes lonely. I find that fascinating within the global context and the conversations taking place today. How did you address that? I think you have to have a good support system in place. And for me, my faith is foundational to who I am. And so I think that keeps me grounded and, and allows me to see a world beyond myself. Uh, I think a lot of times as leaders, you have all that pressure on your shoulders. Um, everyone looks to you when things don't go well. And, and rightfully so, you deflect all the, um, you know, all the accolades when, when things are um, successful. And so uh, I think that it is a very difficult place to be, but also having a connection with other leaders is really important to have a good peer network where you can bounce ideas or just uh, somebody who's a phone call away that might not know exactly what your circumstances are, but they can understand and empathize with what you're going through. That's exactly right. And community engagement is also a very significant aspect of many professional sports teams. How does the Miami Heat's team development department contribute, really impact players' involvement in community outreach in addition to the philanthropic efforts that are being made? I think there are three ways that we do that here with the Heat. We have our own pillars that as an organization are important to us in the community, education, uh, social justice, wellness, which with a strong focus on um, mental wellness and mental well-being, and then a new pillar of sustainability. And so for the Miami Heat organization, we have those strong pillars that we want to make sure that what we're doing in the community um, impacts those areas. But we also recognize that we, we have players who have different interests and different things that they are doing personally in the community. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting them and amplifying what they're doing as well. You know, things that are important to them are important to us. And then our Miami Heat Charitable Fund is another arm of, of our organization and, and another way by which we're able to give back. Well, giving back is in your DNA. That's what you do, Ruth. I've seen it. You've given your time, your talent, and your treasure on so many different levels because that's who you are as a leader. And I'd like to ask you, how do you combine this incredible personal and professional knowledge as a player with what is a more data-driven analytics approach to positioning the Miami Heat for ultimate success? I wish we had the data that they have now when I was playing. I feel like I would be a much better player than what I was. And uh, as you know, my personality, I am analytically wired. I, I like, um, you know, to, to understand, you know, and make informed decisions. And uh, I think that that's where you're seeing sports really uh, capitalize on this new information and data that's available to them. And you, you hear analytics in both positive and negative ways, um, because, 
you know, there's a lot of data that people are still wrestling with how, how to utilize it. And, you know, it has to be data that's going to um, really be used by your coaching staff and your front office. So making sure that you're aligned with providing the information that they're looking for to make their decisions is important. Uh, and so I, I love it because it's, it's a way that I'm wired, but also a way that is helping our organization as they make um, decisions on a daily basis. That's right. And in 2018, you served as the global director of the NBA Academy Women's Program. Ruth, in your opinion, could you describe the importance and the opportunities of growing the game of basketball, not only in the United States, North and South America, but across the planet? I love that opportunity to work with the NBA for that, that period of, of my career. And they were just launching the women's program at the time. And, and so uh, as, a, as a player, I travel the world more for philanthropic reasons, more for you know, AIDS and malaria related issues. Um, but to be able to travel the world now to bring a sport that I love to teenage girls ac across the globe and to understand the impact that that sport can have on the trajectory of their lives. And you're talking about the simple health you know, getting them, you know, the the exercise and um, and the opportunity to to continue to grow as athletes, but also to create a pathway to an education back in the United States. And there's so many opportunities for young girls now to get a scholarship, and how that can change not their life only, but the trajectory of their families too. And to build their confidence and their self-esteem, and to give them just this solid foundation of understanding that. Uh, women are seen differently around the world and to make them feel like how valued they should feel on a daily basis and and so hopefully just fan the flame of their love for the game of basketball so profound and again uh, no better leader no more passionate leader than you to help make that happen ruth and so what specific strategies or programs have you been part of implemented to support the personal professional development, this critical component, that development of players both on and off the court? I would say on the court, I work with a lot of young girls in our community. So what we call um, hoopla, where we're identifying the top talents and bringing them here to the arena and giving them a film session, breaking down different aspects of the game. And then they get to go out on our, our heat practice court and and really start to work on those skills. And so to make sure that even though we are a, a male professional team here in Miami, that the young women in our organ, in, in our community uh, understand that how much we care about them and want to give them tools and resources to get better. Uh, but for our guys, there's a lot of different programs that we do off the court. Some of those are, are driven by the NBA. When you look at like Harvard crossover program, where you're giving them business knowledge and skills or entrepreneurship opportunities for guys that, you know, have interests uh, off the court where they want to, to build their own brands or their own uh, companies and uh, opportunities, whether it be media training and knowing that a lot of guys like to get into broadcasting or music. It's really just identifying what their passions are and, and trying to connect them to resources that can help them grow in those areas. And we're on to one of my favorite areas, which is excellence. And your commitment to excellence, Ruth, is unparalleled. And combined with that, building this notion of a winning culture 
it's often emphasized across the board in all sports organizations. But I'd like to ask you specifically at the Miami Heat, what steps are taken? What strategies do you employ to instill this culture of excellence and what I know you have in so much abundance, which is this winning mindset, having won so many times, including the gold medal, I must say again, in Athens. How do you, how do you instill that amongst players and staff? It starts at the top with Pat Riley. And when you talk about excellence, he's definitely one of the leaders in all sports. Um, When you look at what he's been able to accomplish as a player and a coach and a GM and president and, um, he really sets the the, the culture um, that we have here in Miami, and there's been a lot of, of continuity uh, because of that. And so I, I think that's one of the benefits that we've had of, of having uh, one of the top coaches of all time and Eric Spolstra here for so long is that, you know, you do have just familiarity of who we are and then you find guys that fit into that system and every team's going to look different, but we're always going to find guys that, that fit who we are and how we want to play here and how we approach the game. And a lot of those guys are undrafted guys. Last year when we made it to the NBA finals, we had nine undrafted players on our roster. And so I think that speaks to uh, obviously our, our scouts and our, front office staff to not only identify those guys, but I think it also speaks to our coaches who are able to um, to not just develop, but to give opportunities for those guys to show what they're capable of. And it's been um, really amazing to watch this all come together here with the Heat. And Ruth, you know, I'd like to ask you one additional question relating to future global leaders. I know your passion has been all about how do we develop, how do we create future global leaders? If I were to ask you a question, what advice, what is that critical advice that you would give to someone, a a young girl somewhere on the planet who's looking at you during this interview and saying, I want to be like Ruth. What are the steps? What's that big piece of advice that you would give back? I know, I know you, provide this advice, you know, around the world, whenever you have the opportunity. But for this forum, I know there will be those young girls across the planet that say, gosh, how do I become Ruth? How do I, how do I go down that path? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? There are two things that come to mind and I'll start with uh, being curious. I think that curiosity is, one of the greatest values that you can have as a person. And that's where you're going to find not only the ability to be empathetic and to relate to those around you by being curious about who they are and what their stories are and how our world works. Understanding how our world works allows you to understand how you can help impact it in a positive way. And uh, then secondly, I'll say being courageous, especially for those young girls, understanding that you know, we all want to be confident in who we are, but confidence is like a roller coaster that goes up and down. But you can always be courageous. You can always step into the ring um, when you're facing adversity or uncertainty and and being willing to put yourself out there. And that's where we're going to, I think, see um, leaders take that next step forward. It's just being courageous to challenge beyond your comfort zones um, and to really continue to impact the world positively. 
what incredible advice for the world's future global leaders. Be curious, be courageous. From Ruth Riley Hunter, the Miami Heat. Ruth, do you have a final call to action for our global audience? I think that's, you know, that is what it would be for me is to continue to um, be curious about how you can help um, the world, but also um, I think being very present. Uh, a lot of times right now that our world is distracted and there's so many things that are pulling us in different directions. And so this year, if we can silence some of that chaos and that noise and just be fully present to what's before us, the decisions that we're making before us, um, fully present to the goals that we have, the vision that we have for what we're trying to do, uh, I think that we'll all be better uh, in, in our own spaces of leadership. Ruth Riley Hunter, friend, colleague, senior director of team development at the Miami Heat. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, for your leadership, and most importantly, Ruth, for all you're doing to change the world. Thank you, George. It's, it's always a pleasure. And thank you for leading Ideagen and all these incredible uh, people and the impact they've had. It's so inspirational to me. And it's, it's just uh, great to be on with you today. Thank you, Ruth. We'll be in touch soon. See you soon. Can't wait to see everything that you're continuing to do.